Welcome back, my friend, to another episode of Beauty Side. I'm your host, Gentry Quinn, and today's special episode is going to be epic. I think you'll be just as excited as I was. Okay, maybe not as excited as I was about my experience yesterday because, after all, it was one of my dreams come true, but you're going to be excited because I'm going to share all of those golden nuggets with you today. So stick around. Welcome to the Beauty Aside podcast. I'm Gentry Quinn. I dropped out of school at the age of 17, got my GED, and still managed to build multiple businesses and a beauty line from the ground up. Beauty Aside, each week we'll be talking with entrepreneurs and learning what it takes to achieve balance and what it really means to follow your dreams. Welcome back. Today is not going to disappoint you. I am going to be sharing with you everything I learned yesterday in my one-on-one coaching experience with one of the top wellness gurus out there. (laughs) I don't even know how else to say it. She has been in my world for 15 or 20 years, ever since she created the documentary Crazy Sexy Cancer, and then came out with Crazy Sexy Diet, the book. I followed her journey for so many years, and she has been one of my uh, mentor hopefuls, if you will. And finally, yesterday, my dream come true. My dream came true. I got to experience a one-on-one hot seat coaching session with none other than Chris Carr herself and her marketing guru, Mandy. And I want to share some of those golden nuggets with you today so that you can apply them to your own business. So if you're wondering how this entire thing came about, I am going to write about it in a blog post so you can go to gentryquinn.com and read more there. But today I'm going to give you these little tangible tips that I learned. Well, they're not so little actually. They're really huge if you apply them to your business and they can really be life-changing. So I hope you get as much out of it as I got out of it yesterday when I was in the hot seat. So the first thing that I want to talk to you about, which they really helped hammer into my head, was that when someone comes to your website, if you don't really capture their attention in the first three to five seconds, you know, chances are they're going to go elsewhere and they might not come back. So the very, very first thing that you want to do is have a really visible opt-in. My opt-in was actually, I'm not sure where it pops in at after a few seconds of you being on my website, but one, it only pops up and then it goes away. It doesn't repeat itself on every page. And secondly, whenever I asked people to sign up for my newsletter, letter, there was not an opt-in associated with it. So they advised with the opt-in, which if you're just learning about an opt-in today, that's okay, my friend. It's just a way for you to capture someone's email when they land onto your page. So that could be um, sign up here and receive 15% off and you put in your email and then you get the 15% off coupon. Or it could be sign in here to receive the five beauty foods. It will change your life forever. And you put in your email and then you get that freebie and in return that person captures your email. So that's what I'm talking about when I say opt-in. And that's a very, very first thing that you need to think about 
when someone goes on your page, whether you have it in your banner on every single page, but it needs to be visible and present at the very top of your page where people can see it. Also think about if you have a phone and what it looks like on the app and it needs to repeat itself on multiple pages. And if you do have something at the very bottom of your page, make sure you have a desirable opt-in for it as well, such as your newsletter. So though that is my very first tip. That's what they gave it to me. I'm like, this is a golden nugget. I knew about opt-ins. I had opt-ins, but I did not take them as seriously as I needed to when it comes to being in front of people's face. Because as I, Faith's face, I'm not even, is that English? People's faces. So so what I'm trying to say is take it really seriously, my friend. An opt-in doesn't have to be crazy, fancy. It just needs to be something that's applicable to your ICA. And that means your ideal client that is coming that you are trying to serve. So you need to think about what they would like, what they need, create that lead magnet, AKA opt-in and make it visible from the very get-go when someone lands on your website. Now you can apply this to your social media pages like Instagram for instance in your bio by having a call to action. Sometimes you, when you're reading material, they might reference CTA, that's acronym from call to action because without one, you're really just like throwing your content out into the ether with a point of no return because people get really distracted really easily. They don't remember things. They have short attention spans. This is not, this is not uh, a stab at uh, human beings. It's just uh, a world we live in. It's very saturated with information. It's easy to get overwhelmed with information. So it's our job to direct people where we want them to go and to create those call to actions so that people can connect with us and we can build trust. So it's very, very important on your social media page or IG, it might be in a form of a link tree, or you might write a blog post and then put the link in your bio that links them back to your blog, because you always want to try to get them back to your website or a space that you have ownership of ideally. So that's my first huge golden nugget for you today. They were talking about opt-ins. I thought that was really valuable. Wanted to share it with you. Number two is the way that you have your page set up. So if you are an e-commerce brand like myself and have a product-based business, it's natural to want to put products front and center, which is something that I have done. Now, in addition, I do have lots of lots of juicy content on my website, gentryquin.com. If you want to take a little look around the candy store, you can. And you can see that I have tons of blog posts on skin care and wellness and makeup tips, etc. But the thing that they wanted me to consider is what I want people to see and first when they come onto the page. Do I want them to first see the products or do I want them to see the content? Because you need to consider this. If you're a small little brand, if you're a business that's just starting out, people don't already know anything about your products. And it's really hard. I'm not going to say hard. It's not really hard, Um, but it is challenging to establish trust, but it can be easier when you know the steps to take. And that's what I'm about to give to you right now. 
A way that you can build trust is by developing content that pulls people in that resonates with your ideal clients. So you can do this through blogs, you can do this through videos, but whatever it is, you need to make it visible to someone when they come to your page right away, right after your opt-in. This is the first thing that people should see. Now, the only caveat to this is if you have a product-based business and you're very well-known, then you might not even be listening to this podcast to begin with. But if you are, there's always something that you can take away from it, which is you should still have those nuggets of content on your website, even if you are a successful product-based business, because you're giving people more reasons to stay on your website longer, to connect with you, to connect with, for you to connect with your audience, uh, more opportunities to even upsell or to take them wherever it is that you want them to go. Invite friends to visit the page, all of those kind of juicy things whenever you create content on your page that's valuable for your ideal client. And when I say valuable, I really want, or I'm really meaning valuable means I'm wanting you to consider what is serving your client, not just what you think is fun to write about or to create a video about, but, you know, think about what, if you could put yourself in your ICA's shoes, what would they, or what would she want to learn about? What would she want you to teach her about? And that's the type of thing that I'm talking about when I say creating valuable content for your page. So that's a thing to consider. You know, you want your opt-in visible. And number two, do you want to create engaging content or do you just want them to see the products? Because, you know, nine times out of 10, people are not going to purchase on the first time that they land on your website. They might not purchase until they get there the third time. And more likely than not, they've go- they're going to have engaged in some type of your content that helps develop trust before they will also pull out their credit cards. So just something to really consider, my friend. Now, the next thing that I want to point out to you, and that's really also kind of changing my path, if you will, I don't want to be dramatic, but it really had dramatic impact on me yesterday because I do a lot of things and they really pointed this out whenever they were looking at my website. They were like, oh, we see that, you know, besides from all of these beautiful products, we see that you have a really healthy blog with full of juicy content, but we also see that you offer virtual consultations, which is, oh, that's cool. But then we also see that you have this podcast that's, you know, a little bit more focused on business. But then we also see, and the kind of the list went on and on. And what's really funny is I didn't even tell them about all the other stuff that I thought of later uh, that they would have probably had a heart attack about if they would have known that I've already started writing my book and my editor started editing it. So I'm also writing a book and I'm also creating a Hill Together documentary that got paused through this whole pandemic experience. And I also plan on making feature films. We didn't even get into that kind of stuff because we were still talking about skincare and makeup. But the reason that I tell you these things is because it's really easy to get spread too thin. And that was their point to me. Their idea was that it might be easier to focus on two or three things and do those things really, really, really well before you expand. And in my case, I was kind of working in a sense, I was working backwards. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna do all of these things and I'm gonna throw all the spaghetti on the wall and I'm gonna see what sticks. Now that is one way to do it, but guess what? It can also take 10 times longer to get there. Also consider what is serving your brand and your business right now. What is serving you monetarily? What are you going to be able 
to use to expand and grow your audience and your brand. If it's not serving your brand, you may want to reconsider either doing the thing that Stephen King says to do, which is so painful, especially if you're a writer like I am, killing your darlings. I'm just going to say kill your baby today. Kill your baby, squash it. Or if you if it's just too painful to do that, then just either put it aside and go, you know what, I can do all these things, I just can't do them all at the same time, so I'm gonna put you aside. Or the third option is to do just less of it. For instance, I have a YouTube channel that I haven't really put too much into lately. I haven't like posted anything on a regular basis or anything like that. So it's easy for me to go, go okay, you know, YouTube is there. It can stay. I'm just going to post on it, you know, uh, less frequently, right? I've already been doing that. So that's an easy, that's an easy example for me to give you. But I might look at other areas like my podcast, for example, which was something that they brought up. I do spend a lot of time on my podcast. I love my podcast. I'm so passionate about serving you guys. But at the same time, it takes so much of my time and energy and it's not really a direct relationship into the clients that I'm already serving with my skincare and makeup. So it's making me reconsider how to serve you guys in the form of a podcast, if at all. And for me, I'm so passionate about it that I have to keep doing my podcast. I can't, I can't, you know, it's, it's not one of those stubborn, egotistical things. It's just, I'm really, really passionate about serving you guys that way. And I tend to think I'm kind of good at it. So I think that's also important to recognize, you know, what is our cup of tea and what's not our cup of tea. If video is not your cup of tea because you don't like to be in a, on film, then that is valid. And that is something you can, should consider if you're an introvert. I mean, I'm an introvert too, and I just practice being good on camera. But let's say you're an introvert and you hate being on camera. Maybe writing is your jam and that's okay because there's plenty of great platforms and ways to serve your audience through writing. So you really just need to take a look, honor, honor where you are, honor what you're good at, honor your brand and your business. We all have to put food on the table. We can't do 10,000 things that are not serving our business just for fun if it's taking away time and energy that could be spent on growing our business. Because after all, once you have grown your business to that place that you want to uh, see it be, then it will afford you the freedom to do lots of other things where if you're not making money, it doesn't really matter that much. And I'm all for art and I'm all for following your dreams and you will never once hear me tell you to stop doing that. That is that is the opposite of what this show is about, but it is about giving you suggestions, including myself, on ways that we can do it that will afford us the freedom to do even more of it, right? I hope that's making sense to you. It really resonated with me. This is something that I've really taken some time to think about since my one-on-one -on -one coaching session yesterday in the hot seat. And I'm taking it really, really seriously. And the one remedy that I have right now for my podcast is to maybe cut back a little bit because right now I have a guest on or I have a full fully fleshed out podcast that I produce and post, you know, edit and post and publish every week. And then I promote it. That all takes time. I might be pulling back just a tiny bit where I might not be posting here, publishing here every single week, but I am dedicated and committed to showing up with you guys. And I have so much fun here. So I'm not ready 
nor do I ever think I will be ready to give up my podcast, but they did give me a big wake up call on how I'm spending my time and energy. And I think it's an area that I could back up a little bit on so that it affords me a little bit more time to spend on my videos and the things that I think will help me monetize with my business a little bit more. Just another little side tip that they shared with me yesterday. I knew it, but I didn't know the statistic. And they said that videos were seven times more watched than other uh, other areas of content. So just bear that in mind too. I've been focusing a lot on my videos, so I know I wanna do that. Obviously I love writing. I'm not gonna stop doing that. So one thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna, like I said, take a little step back and by a little step back, I do not mean abandoning my podcast that I love so much and you guys that I love so much, but you might start hearing from me on this platform once or twice a month instead of four times a month. Now, having said that, I am going to expand in the area that I feel like will help serve my current audience with my skincare and my makeup and my beauty goals. And I have decided to create a podcast called Beauty Made Simple, which will be smaller digestible bites to serve all of your beauty needs. So look out for that on the horizon. I hope that this was helpful for you today. Little takeaways are, if you're looking to improve the performance on your website, be very clear and concise about who you are and what you offer when someone lands on the page. Make sure you have a desirable opt-in and also make sure you're focusing on that juicy content so that people can get to know you and trust you so that they do buy your products. And the other takeaways are that if you are guilty of spreading yourself too thin because you are a multi-passionate entrepreneur, as Marie Forleo says, like me, then I want you to take a moment and a breath to step back and look at all those things that you do, all those five, 10 things that you do and narrow it down to two or three things you can focus on right now that will serve your brand and help you monetize off of everything that you pour your heart and soul into so that it can afford you more freedom in the future to do more of your dreams and make more of your dreams come true. So I hope that really resonates with you the way it resonated with me and my time together with Chris Carr yesterday in the hot seat. It was truly a dream of mine come true. If Chris Carr is ever listening to this, I want to say I cannot thank you and Mandy enough for taking your time, your valuable precious time and being so generous with me and then in return, giving me the opportunity to share these golden nuggets with my audience that I love so much. So, oh, so much love out there. Until next time, my friend, the more you know, the more you glow. Ciao for now.